0: Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina. If you follow my ministry, you know I am passionate about reviving and uniting the body of Christ in order to fulfill the Great Commission with extravagant love for one another and for a hurting world. I invite you today to join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and best of all, your testimonies of God's goodness in your lives. Thank you for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I am so excited to have you with me here today. I've got a great teaching for you, and we're going to have some more testimonies as well. You know, this is Thanksgiving week, and I am so excited to bring you this teaching because I believe that Jesus is a feast for us. And for years, the Lord has been pressing this incredible revelation on the power of communion and the power of his his broken body and his blood, and I, I think it's wildly appropriate that we have a discussion about Jesus as the bread of life on Thanksgiving week. So I have an incredible teaching for you guys today called the crushing. Jesus allowed himself to be crushed for our forgiveness, our physical healing, our deliverance from evil and justification. As we approach Thanksgiving, my heart can't help but meditate on the beautiful sacrifice of Jesus and the feast we've been invited into in Him. Isaiah 53.5 says, But He was pierced for our transgressions, He was bruised for our iniquities, and the punishment that brought peace to us was upon Him. And by His wounds, we are healed. That is Isaiah 53, 5 NIV. The Lord has been speaking to me for many years about the power of communion and the beautiful picture it represents of Jesus. My heart has been so stirred that I've begun making bread and the Lord has been using it to teach me more about Him. Jesus declares himself to be the bread of life, and whoever feasts upon him will not die. John 6, 47-51 says, Very truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness Yet they died, but here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. That is John six forty seven through fifty one N I V. In my process of learning to make bread. I'm astounded by the accuracy and specificity needed in each recipe. If each ingredient is not carefully measured and precisely prepared, then the loaf will not be edible. He knew no sin. He did no sin. In Him was no sin. God made Him. 2 Corinthians five twenty-one says, God made Him who had no sin, to be sin for us, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. That is 2 Corinthians five, twenty-one, NIV. It was a precise recipe. He was perfect righteousness, who allowed Himself to be crushed, that we might feast upon Him. There is power in consuming the bread and the wine, The bread representing the broken body of Jesus for our wholeness, and the wine representing the blood of the new covenant of grace poured out for the forgiveness of sin. There is power in the anointing of the Holy Spirit represented by the oil. This is the provision of God to his beloved children for our deliverance healing and sustainment psalm 104 verse 15 says wine that gladdens human hearts oil to make their faces shine and bread that sustains their hearts that's psalm 104 verse 15 niv i see so much of jesus in the process of making bread Jesus himself declares that he is the bread of life. And unless you eat of his flesh and drink of his blood, you have no life in you. He is referring to the Holy Communion in this passage. Indeed, when we eat of him, we are filled with his abundant life. John six fifty three 53-59 says, Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, Unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. For my flesh is real food and my body is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in them, just as the living Father sent me. And I live because of the Father. So the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died. But whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. That's John six fifty three through 59 NIV. I see him in the fine flower, examined by the chief priests for purity and found innocent. Flour has to be stripped, ground to dust, resulting in complete purity. He was obedient even unto death. I see the sweetness of his grace and the sugar added. How beautiful is the unearned, undeserved, favor of God's grace to human life his grace results in life health and wholeness to every individual who comes to him the new covenant of grace is a life of rest for the believer it is the final sabbath to be entered into matthew 11:28 says come to me all you who are weary and burdened and i will give you rest that's matthew 11:28 niv i see the savor of his life in the salt jesus himself was salt causing a thirst and a hunger for the true god he boldly declares if you've seen me then you've seen the father john 14:7 says If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know Him and have seen Him. That is John 14, 7 NIV. I see the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon the life of Jesus and the oil added. The Holy Spirit upon the life of Jesus accomplished many healings and miracles. In fact, John says that if every miracle were to be recorded, there wouldn't be enough space in the world to contain the books. I see the crushing of his soul through the kneading of the loaf, the brutal agony in the garden before his arrest, and the scourging of his body for our healing. Luke 22, 39-44 says, Jesus went out, as usual, to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them. He knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like great drops of blood falling to the ground. That is Luke 22, 39-44, NIV. I see him and the beauty of the rising of the loaf, that he might become food. To many, Jesus says that if he is lifted up, he will draw all men to himself. John twelve thirty through thirty six says Jesus said, This voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out, and when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. The crowd spoke up, We have heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever. So how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? Jesus told them, You are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in darkness does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light, so that you may become children of light. When he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. That's John twelve, thirty through thirty six, NIV. Finally I see him in the baking process of enduring the fiery wrath of God's judgment as the propitiation for our sin. Jesus exhausted the wrath of judgment against us in his own body on the cross. He absorbed our sin, shame, condemnation, sickness, and separation from God so that we might become the righteousness of God in him he drank the cup of judgment receiving in himself the due penalty for our transgressions john 19:30 says when he had received the drink jesus said it is finished and with that he bowed his head and gave up his spirit that is john 19:30 niv all done precisely measured, prepared so that He might become the bread of life to a multitude. What a feast we have in Jesus! What a table of thanksgiving we have been invited into! Psalm 103, 1-5 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not one of his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. That is Psalm 103. 1-5 1-5 through five, NIV. Beloved, I would encourage you today, feast upon the bread of life and the wine of the new covenant of grace with great joy and see God do miraculous things. If you are undergoing a crushing circumstance today, look to the one who allowed himself to be crushed on your behalf so that he might become a feast For you today it's testimony time get ready for an encouraging testimony on what god is doing in the earth today please make sure to submit your testimony of the goodness of god in your lives to me today and hear it potentially read on revealing jesus the link is in the show notes Let's encourage one another today with the goodness of God. Our next testimony comes from Lorianne in South Africa. Lorianne writes, My husband and I are missionaries to the nation of South Africa, but we originally reside in Canada. In August of 2019, I was diagnosed with inflammatory breast cancer and was told by our insurance company to return to Canada within a week or they would cut off any insurance coverage. Unfortunately, the cancer was extremely aggressive and there was no way to return back to South Africa until the chemo journey was over. During this time, the Lord gave me two pictures to hold close to my heart. One was an image of Jesus carrying me and my only responsibility was to lean my head into his chest and listen to his love for me. And the second was a golden shower of provision. The insurance company insisted I return immediately, but I asked the Lord what I should do and he gave me peace to remain in South Africa as missionaries. We set up a page on our missionary site to let people know of our need and for prayer. Then the golden shower of provision began. All of my chemotherapy, meds, doctor's appointments, and scans were covered. Hallelujah! Then COVID-19 hit, and surgery was no longer possible in Canada since we were locked down in South Africa. I had emergency surgery paid for by churches, friends, and family from Canada. There are still more funds needed, but we continue to trust God. And throughout this process, Jesus has been faithful to carry us and keep His promise. He will continue to carry me through the recovery and treatments as we stay in South Africa. The Lord has also blessed our ministry during this time. We continue to minister to the children here and share weekly worship with them. These children have prayed for me every day and we have grown very close. Their teacher and colleagues are amazed by what has happened between the children and I. I want to encourage your listeners to never think that you are limited in sharing your faith, even if you are going through a crisis journey like cancer. God can and will speak through you. He is a good, good Father. Lorianne, thank you for writing in to revealing Jesus to share your testimony. I know it's going to encourage so many people. Lorianne, we stand with you in prayer and faith for complete healing in your body and complete provision to walk with you through the rest of this journey. God bless you, Ann. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. If you liked today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share it with your friends. If you want more information on our ministry and how you can partner with us, please visit us at christinaperera.org. We've got information on there about our events, blog posts, the extravagant love store, and more. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Christina Pereira Ministries. Until then, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless you.